Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Undeniable Future Podcast. Here with Justice and Steve, how you guys doing? Lachaim. <laughs> what? Yeah, man, it's Kwanzaa right now. It's Kwanzaa, it's Christmas. We're celebrating every single holiday. But what did you say? I said Lachaim. What does that mean? It's a, it's a Hebrew for uh, joy. It's a toast. Toast of the year. You gotta say the whole statement. You can't just say toast. That's the whole statement. Lahaim is the statement. Lahaim <laughs> <laughs> to what? Lahaim to the year. The Lahaim to twenty twenty. Let's go. That's what you gotta say. Lahaim to twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm trying to be out here festive. Hey, I appreciate it. Welcome cool. to the undeniable future year end podcast. Mm-hmm. That's how we're doing it today. We're kind of just gonna go over the year. Just go over some crazy things that happened, real quick. Um, there wasn't much this year, was there? <laughs> This is one of the yeah, this year, this, this year ever, was, man. I don't know, what, what happened this year? Let me know what I missed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you kick this off. What, what do you got for us? What do I got first Remind on my me. list? Ah, y'all. Let me go off. Let me go off. First of all, something that people already forgot about is the impeachment of Donald J. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like so. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> dodge that bullet. Like the Matrix. <laughs> I don't think this is exactly how we thought that his presidency was going to go, that at the end he was going to be impeached, then a virus was going to show up, and then he was going to get booted out for Joe Biden. So this is, it's been tough for, for old Donnie this year, man. If you let him tell, he's not out yet. Yeah, it's not done. It's not done yet. <laughs> Technically, not till January. <laughs> but speaking of the virus, we had, uh, we're all big sports fans here, and most of the podcast is political, but this kind of overlaps a little bit. We had the NBA um, they quit their season when COVID started and had a comeback, finished their season in the bubble in Orlando. And I was just impressed by the ability of a league to stop playing and organize so quickly to finish a season. No players contracted COVID while they're in the bubble. Everything worked out completely well. I don't know if it's the NBA who are like geniuses to make this all work or if it's, I don't know what it is, Adam Silver's magic. I don't know, but congratulations to the NBA for being able to pull that off. Do you think if somebody got COVID in the bubble that they would have kept that hidden? Nah, <laughs> definitely. After Rudy Gobert so, lit definitely. the entire sports world up, they got they got to hide that. They got to put you in quarantine. Sounds like a conspiracy theory, man. We got to ask Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take it all the way back to January second. Uh, the year started off on a banger. Hey, on a new on a bang, literal bang. Uh, Donald Trump uh, sending that drone strike to uh, Iraq, killing Iranian General Qasim Soleiman, and it was like January third. We we're thinking there was going to be a World War Three. Hashtag World War Three. Exactly. It was a hashtag early in the year. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then, and then, um, yeah, a couple months later, everybody was locked down, and then it did turn into some sort of uh, international crisis thing. But yeah, after well, after Iran took a plane down, they were like, mm, maybe we should relax a little bit, and then tensions just kind of the fun. The funniest thing to me was Iran actually. Uh, Warning U.S. bases that we're gonna attack you in 14 hours. So you guys gotta get out of there. Yeah. And then they send this. They they bomb them after which nobody was there. I think that was a. I don't know if that was courtesy call. You know the revenge, the the severe revenge that they I, they, they promised. I and I'm not saying was, I want U.S. troops to die. Yeah. I think that was um, Iran just trying to show. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I just, just want to be really clear. I just want to be clear on that. I think their whole point with that was just trying to make sure that. uh they wanted to show that they weren't weak, but they right. didn't want an, a full-out U.S. assault on Iran again. So, yeah, like, But nah. how does that show that you're not weak if you're going to tell them 
an attack. Any attack, <laughs> any attack is you know shows that yeah. you're not just <laughs> you're not gonna fall back. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting way to start off January second. That was and was yeah. yeah, man. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me again. Oh my gosh. Oh, we going fast, bro. All right, all right, all right, all right. Another <laughs> big one: BLM protests. Hey, yeah, we weren't expecting this. I think a lot of this stuff has to do with kind of like the virus setting a stage for everything. And I think the BLM protests, that was, it's probably the biggest, uh, what would you say, social justice movement of our lifetime. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Uh, this and then the uh, the Indian protests, Indian farmers right now, are probably the two biggest protests ever. Yeah. And the, with the BLM protests, it was kind of crazy because this podcast had existed before. It was just me kind of saying wild things in the mic by myself. And once the, once Ahmaud Arbery's death happened, I, I remember <laughs> that car ride. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember hitting justice up and I was, I was messed up. I couldn't, I felt so bad because I'd been in Kansas before. And when I was in Kansas, I showed up in Kansas 2014 and this is during Ferguson. And I didn't do anything during that time. I did nothing. Right. I knew what was going on. People around me were pissed. Right. And I even had my black friends who were at school were angry about it. And I was that close. I didn't do anything. So when Ahmaud Arbery happened, I felt terrible. And at that point, I didn't know that it was going to become such a big movement. All of a sudden, it was it was huge. And then we were that's when we said this podcast needs to be something more. We need to start something where we're working in in our society and doing stuff for people and helping people. It was such a big movement. They renamed the street in front of the White House to Black Lives Matter um, Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a retaliation against Trump, really. <laughs> yeah. That's lit. Imagine waking up every morning, leaving your house, and you step on Black Lives Matter. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. And you knew he was, he was so much against the, the whole thing. But um, my, uh, oh, I think it's you, Justice, right? Oh, you want to steal it? I'm stealing it, bro. Go ahead. You already started. I'll let you cook. Go ahead. ahead. Uh, No, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announcing that they're stepping down from their duties as senior royals in Buckingham Palace and that they're moving to, is it Ottawa? Yeah, Or Vancouver? They're here, man. They're in the (laughs) great great white north, bro. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where they're going to be, um, but it was kind of funny looking at um, some of the, I guess, British citizens Mm -hmm. lashing out and saying, oh, you guys can't use... um, the funds like like taxpayers' money to fund your private citizen life, um, and and they they think they were cool about it, right? That like they just got a a big deal right now. They're gonna be hosting a podcast on uh, Spotify, a Netflix deal. They got a Netflix deal too. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, take your taxpayers' money. We don't need that. <laughs> you gotta have a bag to walk away from Buckingham Palace and be like, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm good. You gotta have. I'm gonna get my own crib. Yeah, I'm saying, but. That's the thing. The people assumed that that was going to be their bag. Like you're taking a taxpayer's money to go and fund your your lifestyle across uh, across the ocean. They just want to go visit the colony. You know, <laughs> hey, what big I mean? shout out to to um, Meghan Merkel though for for not wanting to be a part of that system. Yeah, I wonder know? why they don't like her. I, I can't imagine why. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what it is between her and uh, the royal family that makes her stand out so much. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of it eventually. Hey, yeah, uh, cook, justice, cook. Keep going. Yeah, man. I'm just saying, yo, <laughs> the, the, the way she was treated, uh, yeah. as far as joining the family and the way she was treated in British media, it was enough for her and her husband to agree. Like, you know what? We have to get out of here. We can't even live in this country where you're royalty. 
but they don't even treat me as as an equal, which is interesting. They can live there because they're royalty. That is is, is Prince part. Harry the most progressive royal or for ex royal? Uh, do you have any ex royals? No. <laughs> can you get your towel taken away? <laughs> He's not. I, I don't know. They didn't. They didn't give up their their titles. No. So they're still technically royal. They're just not uh, playing such a big role in the royal family. That's which amazing. I don't even know what that means. Playing a big role, like yeah. what, taking taxpayers' money and then and then like. Doing events like oh, all right, whatever. And you stop waving at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm done. How <laughs> they get to chill here in Canada? We get them here. You know what I'm saying? We get a little bit of the royal family here. Yeah, I don't know what's said about that, but yeah, I love yeah, suits. A lot of people, man. I love suits. Yeah, the show. Yeah. I, I love suits. The show. So you hope uh, so she, she comes dope. back. You think you're gonna make a cameo? No, she's As not like gonna a, be back. A, no, like Prince Harry's gonna play like some some hacker uh, guy who needs. <laughs> These lawyers. There's no way that a member of the royal family could be kissing somebody on on a TV show. They never no. allow that, so she's not coming back. You know, Lee was talking about uh, how we had the Black Lives Matter protests. Mm. Now everyone was, uh, I guess, more heightened to these issues. We had more time to really focus on them and pay attention to them. There was a 14 percent unemployment rate in Canada. 22 million people unemployed in the states, all over the world. Everyone losing their jobs, and I think that uh, if you didn't have that case, some of these issues wouldn't be happening the way they are. There wouldn't be so much fuel behind it because. If you work a nine to five, if you're at school for six, seven hours a day, you got to go to basketball practice, you're going grocery shopping. There's so much going on that even if you do care about certain issues that stand out to you, you don't have the time to address it. But now everybody's got the time. So, yeah, for sure. People are addressing these problems. Well, speaking of pulling out. Um, okay. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> now, uh, the United Kingdom withdrew from the European Union. Uh, Mm. In January too That was like All my topics were from January So far It's ongoing <laughs> They're still trying to get out of there They're still trying to get out of there Right Yeah But uh, I think they, they they kind of made a big push Earlier this year um, Yeah I think With everything that happened I think they have to reconsider For For, 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 for The stability of the economy Right Because they still want to keep The trade the, the trading rules with the EU yeah. They just don't want to be part of it Which is kind of like One-sided for them And uh I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah, the, one of the biggest issues they have still is like the, the fishing rights. I don't know if you heard about that. Like the uh, the English Channel. Mm-hmm. The UK is saying like we want to have the rights to fish in our own our own waters, right? But the EU is saying like that's ours. <laughs> like the, the ocean <laughs> surrounding your, your country. That's our ocean. We'll give you whatever else you want, but that ocean's ours. Man, that's, that's the tough. BDE right there, There'll man. There'll be no negotiation over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another topic here. We have the Australian bushfires, and I'm also going to include the fires in California. You know, we had one of our one of our amazing guests on the podcast, Nyasha. She's from California, so she she got has, got to see the fires, obviously firsthand. And right now, that's becoming a really big deal when we're talking about just our environment and how we take care of our environment right now. You know, as people, we can't really live without this earth, but well, it's been politicized quite a lot, just that entire topic as a whole, when you talk about, uh, it's not global warming anymore, now it's climate change, mm-hmm. of course. You know, I mean, if you live in Alberta, then it's really hard to think that the climate change is happening until this year. You know, it's been a little warm this year, but it's it's something I think we should definitely think about, especially for our children and for generations coming. I mean, you spend a couple hours or even five minutes outside, you may want to appreciate a little 
Global warming in Alberta. Just for us. <laughs> I wish it was like LA up here, man. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised by those fires too when they were happening because I assumed like a place like Los Angeles or San Francisco where you have big centers with a lot of people, a lot of money, they'd be able to have the infrastructure and the planning to stop these things from happening. But I don't know if it's people not paying attention to these issues until it's too late and the fire is running. Or if it's just that hard to contain these fires and we have to figure out some other way to address it because we can't have California catching on fire every year. That's going to be a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We also got to talk about our guests. Just We had three guests on the podcast. This yep. Year. So we already talked about Nyasha and that was an amazing interview, especially for people who want to know more about what it's like to be a PhD student. Mm-hmm. We also had... Nwali. We also had Nwali on, right? And his... And he talked to us about what it was like being a part of the BLM movement mm-hmm. and also what it's like to be a rapper in the city. Yep. And then we also had Devlin Polite on, mm-hmm. and he let us know what it's like to be a military member, especially a young military member. Yeah. And a black military yeah. member as well. Yeah, for sure. And just like what his experience was. So I'm going to go ahead off the top and say my favorite. Uh, I mean, I like all of them. But I think the one that was my favorite out of those three was uh, the one with Devlin because it kind of gave me an insight into a world life I never knew. Um, it, it's not every day I wake up thinking, "Oh, what do soldiers go through? What what is their uh, um, what what is the consequences for them after they come back from war?" I mean, it's not something that's at the top of mind, even though we do enjoy the freedoms and the stuff that they do uh, uh, fight hard for us to have over here. Um, but the only thing I don't like about the episode is the fact that he was uh, trashing on Liverpool. So. <laughs> Honestly, it had to be so good. He's still your favorite. Yeah, he's, he's still my favorite. Like, was like, yo, he's got, he was. He, that was right, right before the interview. You talked about Chelsea and uh, Liverpool, and you know, I was like, you know what? I'll give you that. So that was a good one. We gotta have him back on just, just for you and him to go back and forth on that. Cause you never hash it out. <laughs> no, we never, you never hash it out. You just walked off. And right now, I'm wearing my Liverpool jersey after one seven nothing. So yeah, hey, shout out to Devin Polite. <laughs> and. uh Moving forward into the year, obviously, when we were having those interviews, we weren't able to have people in uh, in the studio with us recording because of COVID, obviously. But now, um, fast forward to December, we have the vaccine now being uh, approved all over the world. I think the UK, they already started uh, giving people the vaccine. But a problem that still stands is not a lot of people want to take it. There's a lot of conflict back and forth, whether it's safe, whether it's not safe. And I guess we'll have to see going into 2021 whether or not we have the vaccine now, but will people take it? That's the question going into next year. That's really important. I think that's a question for the next couple of years if people don't take it. <laughs> I mean, Bill Gates was talking yeah. about he's like we're wearing masks till twenty twenty two. I don't know about that. That's yeah, that's a lot. I don't know about the vaccine. I just watched a video last night with the girl who uh, passed out on the, the health worker in Tennessee, mm. and she passed out right after she got the vaccine. Um, there's also like reports of people getting. I don't know how to say this. Pause. Pause. Bill's palsy. Bill's palsy. Whatever you said. That. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Do you have positive? Do you have positive news about the vaccine? <laughs> no, nah, man. You know any positive news? I don't know any positive news. Is anybody not contracted? How long do you have to wait to see if you don't catch it after you take the vaccine? I mean, our leaders are starting to take the vaccine. I think that's important, though. No, but then they think there's two. There's two stages of it, right? That you got to take at least. So we got to wait till maybe July to yeah. see if the actual effects are, are uh, making any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a long time not taking a vaccine. And they said that, you know, it's, uh, I know for um, people in Canada, mm-hmm. 
Trudeau was on CTV and the uh, interview I don't think is out yet, but it's going to be out tomorrow or something. Yeah. And he was saying that they're trying to get everybody to take the vaccine. Well, trying to get the vaccine out to everybody by 20 September, 2021, which means people like us, like, you know, who are healthy, have no issues and who aren't really essential workers. We're not going to get the vaccine for a while. So, yeah, man, it's kind of tough to hear, especially for me. More, more sad news from this I'm year. Trying to leave the country, <laughs> trying to cross that border. Huh? More, yeah. more, more sad news from this year was the passing of the NBA legend uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and nine other passengers on the on the, on the helicopter on the way from Calabasas to LA. Um, that I think that hit that 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 hit hard around the world because of the impact that Kobe Bryant had. Um, throughout his career and then also post NBA playing he was so avid in female basketball like a big supporter with WNBA um and yeah man so for people who grew up watching Kobe seeing the amazing stuff that he did on the court um it, it was just one of those childhood superheroes that you think oh he's going to be here for a long time and it was only like a couple years after he retired and then he was gone so that was one of the worst I mean, January was packed. The world stopped for a second there too. Yeah, it felt I. It was tough. I was I was at work at the time, you know, and then I remember I saw the news on my phone. I just didn't believe it. Yep, I about to ask like, where were you guys when you heard it. Yeah, so you I, said you were at work. I was at work. You? Yeah, I was probably at work too. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> early in the morning. It was like nine o'clock. I yeah. saw I saw yeah. the TMZ report, and then my brother was like behind me, so I see it, and I'm like, Kobe Bryant in a helicopter accident. All right, that's ridiculous, right? Turn and look at him, and he's looking at his phone as well. He looks at me. I'm like, oh, okay, we both see the same joke, right? This is some kind of mistake yeah, yeah, by TMZ. Yeah. Mm. Then my other brother, I have two brothers, looked at his phone. It's a different link, so we have three different links, three different news sources. Hey guys, saying Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter. I'm like, <laughs> I still we traffic. I still don't think it's real. So we got three uh, people, three different news sources. And I yeah. still don't think it's real. Yeah, I go on to like BBC, CNN. Probably the whole day, I'm thinking something's off here. They said Rick Fox was dead. I'm like, okay, obviously something's wrong here. Kobe's fine. His daughter's fine. This can't be real for a whole day. Yeah, there was also reports that it was, yeah, three of his daughters on there, which was ridiculous. Yeah, people uh, tried to take advantage of that for sure. There's also, like, the police officers that took pictures and then were kind of, like, sending them around after. And it was, yeah. it was, it was ridiculous, man. And I think... Even TMZ, the way the news came out was disgusting. Like, his family wasn't able to get the information first from, you know, a public official mm-hmm. before they, you know, they looked on their phone and found and found that out. That's terrible. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, prayers out, man. Prayers out to the family and stuff. And we lost a lot of people in 2020, but the cool thing about, it's not the cool thing, but the, the positive thing about some of the losses. <laughs> was a hell of a- <laughs> There's a positive in a lot of the losses for people who were appreciated while they were still here. Like if you follow basketball and you know about Kobe Bryant, the NBA players who, Love this dude. Wear his shoes every single game. Shout yeah. him out in post game interviews. It wasn't that situation where Kobe Bryant was hated and nobody paid attention to him. Then he dies and people fake all this love. Kobe Bryant was like a superhero. He was. He was hated by uh, a lot of his uh, like people that he Me dominated through, through throughout the league. Like he was one of those guys. He had a, he had a, he had, a, he had a personality that would overtake would take over the whole room from reports that you read. Right, like even like players who played with him may not really have been the favorite player, mm. but he did push them to be competitive. And I think that's one of the things you do appreciate about people after the fact, because you realize how much they made 
uh, to try to get the most. I think Shaq was one of those people. We say that at the at his funeral uh, when he was giving his speech and about how they had the back and forth. But then like afterwards, he would appreciate uh, and they would grow to become friends. Yeah, he so, got his respect for sure. Yeah. For, for us, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll speak for myself. But growing up, you know, we were. I became a NBA fan at the time where LeBron was kind of going into the NBA. So mm-hmm. I was really excited about LeBron James. And the whole time Kobe was just the dude that stopped LeBron. You know, hey, so it was so try, it was always to stop tough. LeBron. It was always tough for 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 you know for me growing up. But it made me realize just how much we need to appreciate greatness yep. while people are still alive, right? Mm-hmm. And when Kobe passed away, it was so hard because I actually felt bad. I was like, man, I spent all this time mad at this dude making Kobe jokes. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And now I'm like, wow, if it wasn't for Kobe, there's so much great basketball I would have missed. Yeah. So it's a, so it makes you appreciate people, especially like people like Tom Brady. I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, but like it makes me appreciate people in sports right now who are, they give you those moments yeah. that you're they rooting you against them. You moments. want them to lose, but then they also ex- raise excitement of the league and then like exactly. each of the sport. Like right now, you have uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? He's killing it, but every time, you know, you get matched up against them, you're like, man, why we got to play this team? Or why are you doing that, right? And then if he does whatever he does and they they, they beat the team, you're going to be mad, right? Yeah. But that also takes away from you enjoying uh, uh, the greatness that he's actually doing on the on the, on the the field. So on, on the field and then off the field, right? What they do on the field allows them to do so much more off the field. And mm-hmm. Kobe won an we Oscar. Gotta re- yeah, we got to recognize that as well. He's got to play in the NBA and he won an Oscar. He's got to put in work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the basketball documentary? Or I haven't even watched it. I just know he won an Oscar. I think it was animated. It was an animation, short film animation. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, another thing that happened this year, we had the 2020 stock market fall and then the greatest 2020 stock market rise all in the same year somehow. But... um. It was, I remember when the stock market fell because I was just, at the moment, I was just getting into the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> it was you, Lee. Tough, it was yeah, you. Bro, it was you the, the reason why the stock like, market like, crashed. what did I do, bro? How did I, how did I decide? Why did I press? <laughs> you pressed the wrong button on the stock yeah, market, all of man. a sudden, everything's going downhill. <laughs> but it's, I, it must have been tough, especially for people who are, who are older, right? And mm-hmm. where... And had obviously kept their money in their 401ks or whatever over time. And just at the end there, now you have this huge crash. So if you were about to pull out your money from your 401k, that must have been not a fun moment for you at all. Yeah, Mike, I couldn't imagine. Like, if you have money in your RSP or 401k, if you lose, let's say you have $30,000 in there. Let's say you lost fifteen or 10000 during the, the crash. Mm. The rest that you have left in there, you have to pull it out now. You're not, you don't have a job. You don't have employment. So whatever you have left, you're using that to pay rent, food. And now you went from having at least the start to a good retirement fund to being in serious debt over a couple of months. And that's, that's insane. And the stock market's random. You never know what's going to happen in the future. So, you know, so a lot of people pull out when things drop because they're afraid that you never know what could happen, mm-hmm. you know, going forward. But and that's the dope thing now, though. If you have money, if you've had money since March and yeah. you've been operating the stock market, you, you're making a lot of money. Yeah, like I, people I, I realized that I actually funds, came I mean? in at the right time. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it, it was weird, but in a way, yeah. 
And the biggest news of 2020, or the biggest story, I guess, is uh, the appointment of uh, Vice President-elect Miss Kamala Harris. Uh, And then them going to beat Donald Trump in the election. I think that was pretty dope for uh, women across the world, for women of color across the world. I think that was one of the biggest things that we did see. That's history, having the first black female uh, vice president for the United States. So I thought that was dope. Yeah, for sure. I think it's something that we should celebrate. It's something that we should celebrate for sure. Mm-hmm. It's something that we, as to see somebody who is different be put in these kind of positions, it's definitely a positive. I will say that I would have been far happier about it if he had just picked her. Instead of said that he was going to pick a black woman and then picked her. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, there's that feeling that part of the reason she's there is that she's a black woman, not her experience. She feel the quota. Yeah, exactly. And that's never a good feeling for anybody. People want to feel like, you know, they deserve their position. But yeah. it is great because being vice president is being put in a position where you can become president. So it, it, it's nice to see her there. And, and hopefully um, we'll see some some real change especially right now with the blm movement mm-hmm. and i think it says a lot it says a yeah. lot too about america because i think one of the things we talked about uh the, the previous podcast was if the election of uh barack obama in 2008 and 2012 uh actually led to the rise of like radicalization in in like uh white supremacy and all that stuff and then we had to see that what happened in 2016 with Donald Trump, and then he just got worse from there. I appreciate um, you saying that because there's some people who believe that 2016 was when things got crazy, but it's been a while. People got angry because of a black president to begin with. Yeah, so like then seeing that, and then coming coming out of that, we get to see uh, Joe Biden, who was vice president to Barack Obama, get elected into to becoming president with a, f- a black uh, female vice president. So I think, and then we also have a record. In a number of votes, yeah, I think it's over eighty million now. So to see that, is it eighty million? I think it's over that. Donald Trump's at about seventy-two. Yeah, Biden had eight. Oh, eighty. Sorry. Yeah. So like over over eighty million votes, right? So to see that that many people still decided to go, you know what? We need to see this change. You still, and then you see that it's not all of uh, America that has those bigoted views. I think that's actually a positive that we can take away from this election. Yeah, I think I agree with your last point completely because we look at so much, uh, we look at so much negativity and assume that the whole country is on fire, the whole country is going down. But really, we go outside, if you go to a grocery store, speak to each other, your friends, family, the real world we live in, we don't see that craziness. We yeah. just see it online and it's, it's pushed that way. But I don't want to pour water on the Kamala Harris party here, but I don't want to give her credit for anything until she actually does something in office. Yeah, well, I'm not we had this it, before where we had a president <laughs> yeah. elected. Such a great change. We changed oh, yeah, so we, much. Oh, yeah, and trust then what are the me. Results? We're going to be not giving credit. History, I though, think yeah. we're just, you're just acknowledging the fact that she did make history and yeah. uh, it was a first. But we're not giving her credit for anything yet. Don't you're get that twist for being black. <laughs> yeah, it's like Obizi, right? Like we, you know, there's times on this podcast where we've come after Obizi, but we do respect him being the first black president. And, yeah. that, and that comes with a lot of respect um, it, because we understand the difficulty it takes for somebody to reach that pinnacle and for her to get there, being the first woman. First of all, on top of being on top of being a minority, like 
Yeah, and also if you, you guys don't know, uh, Obese just dropped a new book called uh, Promise Land. You can check that out on Amazon. Um, Kindle <laughs> promo. <laughs> he also put out. <laughs> he also put out his songs of the year. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yo, oh, you know what number one imagine is? Imagine WAP is on there. You know what number one is Steve? I'm a savage. Right. Savage with Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion. Believe I, I, that. That song was fire. Uh, don't really. <laughs> that song was fire because of Beyonce. But oh, that's your track. We yeah. listen to that before the, every single pod. This guy just runs it back to no, back we to don't. back. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Meg Thee Stallion song, though, like an album drop, is Body. That's, All right, that, that, okay. that, that's my that's my jam right there. Body yada yada. I think that's a good place to wrap hey. the pot. Steve's out of control, right? Now. <laughs> Come All on, right. man. Y'all gotta rate that track. The track goes in, but we didn't talk about uh, what you got. What you got? Shout out to Tory Lanez, man, uh, making it through nah, the pandemic. Bro, nah, hold on, nah, hold on, nah, hold on. Nah. Shout out to Tory Lanez for creating content that actually helped people oh, throughout man. the pandemic. It was entertaining. Uh, the quarantine radio. Well, that uh, content. I thought you were talking about a different content. I don't know why y'all think that was content. Nah, man. <laughs> we got to give credit where credit is due, right? Yeah, he was very He was one of the few people that I see who actually blew up uh, 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 or actually saw his stock rise throughout the pandemic when a lot of artists could not perform. Uh, as someone who's a music fan, someone who creates music, I think that was a breakthrough for artists to realize that, you know what, the internet can be a place where you, you don't have to, you know what I'm saying, just have your streams uh, yeah. uh, make you money or create, uh, uh, what you call it? Create, create a platform for yourself that people can actually rely on throughout a, a stressful time like the pandemic. So, yeah. Troy Lane's, I think, in in the summer was announced how he got a a new deal and then everything else uh after that kind of like went downhill but he he did was one of the few people that I saw every stock rise throughout the pandemic so shout out to him yeah congratulations yeah. to everybody who was able to pivot to uh I guess online platforms to sustain themselves so I think a lot of people are becoming like dinosaurs now not gonna be able to come back after the pandemic is over because really we're gonna be so focused on like wow am I gonna listen to this guy and go buy his album listen to him on Spotify this guy has a Instagram. He has an Instagram story where he's going to put out a whole episode and I'm listening to this and support him specifically instead of worrying about his record label, worrying about, oh, I'm going to go to this concert. That might be dead now going forward. Yeah. Moments like this in history are also very important because they they push technology and they push different sectors into being prepared just in case something like this happens again. So now if you're a musician or if you do if you do something that requires you to you know be live and be out there in front of people, um, now you need to know that I need something to fall back on. COVID nineteen is like the asteroid that got rid of the dinosaurs. <laughs> and the dinosaurs were <laughs> were live events. <laughs> nah, but hey, I think we can't. Yeah, you got to be a roach to survive. <laughs> shout out to Instagram. <laughs> shout out to Zoom. Shout out to yeah. OnlyFans. People making money out here somehow. I I think we got to. Uh, we can't finish without saying you know rest in peace Ginsburg and rest in peace Pop Smoke. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Rest in peace to Chadwick as well. Yeah, so, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. That was sad loss to you. Yeah, so it's, it's it's been a crazy year. But it, at the welcome same to time, the new decade. Do you guys think this is like the the bar? You think twenty twenty is setting the bar for the new decade, or you hope this was just like an anomaly? That's a low bar. But I've also it's a know, low bar. People people <laughs> always say that you know if you set if you set your standards low, then you can always achieve great things, right? So yeah, you know, I'd say it can only get better, but I want to tempt fate. Yeah, we're positive exactly. about looking. Uh, let's let's see what happens next year. Oh, you mean better? Like like better? You gonna have better better pandemics next year or better economically? <laughs> better health? Jeez. I'm talking about the negatives that happened. You think that was the bar? 
Barf negative? No, it can get worse. It, it could get it can worse. Get much worse. I don't want to think about that. About what that hey, man, we got to be prepared, man. I'm going to invest What's the bunker? worst you think could happen in 2021? Nuclear strike. Whoa. Yeah, please, let's not. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> That's uh, the worst. That is the worst. It's not wrong. Since that didn't happen this year, uh, we're okay. We'll make it. <sighs> oh, man. I can't Dude, with you. And everybody man. who was afraid that, uh, you know, uh, Big DT was going to drop a nuclear bomb on North Korea, it didn't happen. So, Low did that happen this year? Did they meet this year? <laughs> did who meet? Uh, no, King that Jong-un. wasn't this year. That wasn't this year. That right? wasn't this year. No. I don't even know when this year started. <laughs> yeah, we've been lost in the sauce for twelve months, man. Yeah, I remember like, meshing twenty seventeen to twenty twenty, all everything in one year, man. It's, it's, be- it's been a wild uh, three hundred and sixty five days. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll catch you guys next year um, because we're gonna go on a little mental break for ourselves here, mm-hmm. self care because we deserve it. <laughs> You know, uh, we'll come back stronger. We'll come back harder. We'll come back revitalized, ready to give people the pod, ready to give people, you know, some content that will really get you guys excited. Yep. This um, guy said set the bar low. Set the bar low for expectations so that when you get the uh, you get the delivery, you're, you're excited. That's yeah. putting it up high, huh? Yeah, no, this is setting the bar low. You can't believe what we're gonna do is gonna be amazing. Exactly. We're, we're playing high jump next year. We're gonna change the streets, just don't, don't. We don't, got a lot of things. Don't planned. slow me down now. We're playing high jump next year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, hey, we appreciate you guys listening this year. It's been a great year, for, great year for us, and uh, we want to do so much more happen next year. So. Yeah, thank you guys Get for you. coming along for the ride, man, and thank you guys for allowing us to sit here and uh, go off. Wax yes. along, support the podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you do not yet, please do follow us on uh, Instagram at tuf underscore podcast. Uh, we're gonna create more uh, social platform uh, accounts so yeah. we can actually get more connected and kind of understand what uh, um you guys think of the pod. Also, what you guys want to hear, what topics you guys want us to to cover, and uh, yeah, yeah, and also um, tune into our other podcast that we have. We got a sports podcast on the way. We've got the kickoff. Why am I? Why am I going crazy right now? Yeah, we got the kickback. We got the kickback podcast, which is also which is also interesting. It's just us kind of laid back, saying what we we got to say. It's hosted by Big Boy Stevie, of course. Yo 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 yo. You know the vibes. <laughs> we, we also got, got a lot of podcasts, podcasts. Uh, lined up one at a time. One at a time. I'm going to go. I've been waiting I'm gonna take to say this I'm gonna take all this. the pod. The whole pod, I've been waiting to say one at a time, Justice. All right, we, get, we got it off. You done? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we, got, we got the fifth ref podcast, the soccer podcast between me and Steve. Yep. We're uh, we're avid supporters, very passionate. We had a lot of arguments back and forth. Said, so, you know what? Might as well put this on wax. Talk about what we see in the game. And if you're interested in soccer, just check that out. Fifth, fifth ref podcast. Yep. And uh, we also got a, lot, a couple more uh, lined up for next year. Uh, so stay tuned for... The announcements uh, coming through. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening to the last episode of the year. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Love you all. Happy Kwanzaa. Just Kwanzaa. Much love. Just Kwanzaa? Just Kwanzaa. Hey, hey, that's the one. That's the one. Happy Kwanzaa. (laughs) Peace.